From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 27th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. An independent review of last summer's demonstrations in Columbus and the police response to it resulted in a scathing 111-page report released to the public on Monday. Lacey Crisp has more with Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther. The eight-month-long study took a look at what happened between May 28th and July 19th, 2020. Researchers interviewed more than 170 people. There were a few themes of rifts and communication failures. The report said there's a rift between city leadership and CPD and with in CPD between command staff and rank and file personnel. The report continued to say perhaps the most notable difference between Columbus and other cities is the depth of rift between city elected leaders and CPD. Absolutely. I think we all do. And it's a natural tension, right? You know, uh, the chain of command has to understand that they report to the community. Ultimately, they get their power and authority from the people of Columbus. The report noted that there hasn't been division-wide training of large-scale protests since 2015, and that likely played a factor into the division not being ready to handle the size and scope of the crowds. Ginther promises funding for training. Our law enforcement professionals probably had more training on how to deal with spectators after a big sporting event than something the likes of what we saw this summer. Ginther says they asked for the report because they knew mistakes had been made. He adds now is the time to take the recommendations and make changes, especially as the city continues to see protests. In Columbus, Lacey Crisp. Ohio's House Democrats are echoing a call by Republican Governor Mike DeWine last week for more transparency, more training, and more accountability from our state's police officers. Among the reforms they're calling for, more de-escalation training, all body camera videos to be released within 24 hours, and a state database to track the employment of officers. The hope is for so-called bad cops to be unable to jump from one police department to another. These bills are about accountability and transparency, and they will save the lives of both community members as well as law enforcement. That's State Representative Erica Crawley of Columbus. Dems also want more anti-bias training and mental health training for officers who are involved in the use of lethal force. Ohio Republican legislators are backing four bills, two in the House and two in the Senate, aimed at criminalizing or increasing penalties associated with behavior at protests. Karina Nova reports. Two of the bills copy language directly from Ohio's terrorism laws, referring to providing material support and resources to those who help organize a riot as defined under current law. It would also subject those who are deemed to have violated the law to racketeering charges. Critics like the ACLU say the laws would have a chilling effect on free speech and are overly broad. Karina Nova, ONN News. Across the country, millions of Americans are missing appointments for their second coronavirus vaccine dose, many because they're afraid of side effects. Tracy Townsend has more. An infectious disease expert at the University of Chicago says you should not be afraid of feeling under the weather after the vaccine. That bad feeling is really a good sign. First shot is sort of like your body being told, here's a picture of um, a spike protein. This is what you're looking for and you need to take care of it if you see it. And oftentimes our bodies react the same way that we react and they say, okay, got it. Sounds good. But then the second shot is like a practice run. It's uh, sort of tricks your body and says, here's that spike protein again. And your body jumps into action and it does everything that it needs to do to fight off that spike protein. I'm Tracy Townsend. 
The vice president is coming to southwestern Ohio this week. Clay Gordon reports. Friday, Vice President Kamala Harris is scheduled to make her first stop to Ohio since becoming vice president. She will be making a trip to Cincinnati, but we don't know why she will be in Ohio or what she might be doing. As soon as we learn more details, we will be sure to let you know. I'm Clay Gordon. The funeral for 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant, who was fatally shot by a Columbus police officer last week, is scheduled for this Friday. According to Bishop Timothy Clark, the senior pastor at the First Church of God, the viewing and funeral will take place at the church on Refugee Road. Additional details about that funeral, including if it will be open to the public, are still being finalized. Bryant was shot and killed by Columbus police last week. She was seen holding a knife and lunging towards someone else in police body camera footage. Her family says that moments earlier she had called 911 for help. The state crime lab is investigating her death. Ohio's Safe at Home program helps victims of domestic violence, stalking, human trafficking, rape, or sexual battery by shielding their personal information from public record and providing them with a safe and secure way to vote. ONN's Dave James has more. Frank LaRose is the Ohio Secretary of State. We have hundreds of participants. I'm sure that there are really thousands of Ohioans who could take advantage of this. And we're trying to spread the word that these courageous Ohioans shouldn't be victimized a second time by having their address disclosed. And they certainly should be empowered to be a voter. Registered voters are listed in a database that anybody can find online, but the Safe at Home program can block that information. Go to the Ohio Secretary of State's website for more information. Dave James, I went in news. Transportation officials are urging drivers to be careful around the orange barrels on Ohio's roadways during National Work Zone Awareness Week. Tracy Townsend reports. Linda Cook lost her husband in a work zone crash in 2017. He was working on I-70 in Columbus when he was hit and killed by an impaired driver. Have the awareness. Um, be considerate. Be responsible driver out there and respect the heavy highway construction workers and all the workers on the road. Last year, there were more than 4,500 work zone crashes in Ohio. ODOT says it's very important for drivers to obey the speed limit, pay attention, move over, and slow down. I'm Tracy Townsend. And if you're going to Cedar Point this year, park organizers announced yesterday that you won't need a mask on rides. Yolanda Harris explains. You'll still need a face covering while indoors unless you're actively eating or drinking. Masks are not required outdoors unless you can't be more than six feet away from someone. Social distancing remains in place while waiting in line. Now, last year, face coverings were required at all times for guests in the park, even on the rides. By the way, at Kings Island, masks are only required on the indoor rides. I'm Yolanda Harris. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.